All right, so I'm here with uh, Lori and Rocky. Um, so Lori, let's go ahead and just jump right into it and uh, tell tell us a little bit about uh, you know your history, your background, kind of what you did, and kind of okay. what you're doing now. Well, I started showing when uh, in 1996, a couple years after my husband and I got married. I didn't know anything about coon hounds. Um, he, my husband, grew up around coon hounds, blue ticks, actually, and he. Uh, he got me into it about that time. I bought my he bought me my first dog. It was an English dog, and uh, started showing her, and loved it. Didn't really know a whole lot. Got an opportunity to uh, meet a gentleman named Lonnie Mears, and Lonnie had been in the show world for years. I had no idea that he had won world championships, and uh, he took me under his wing one day and was, you know, hey, do you mind if I show you a couple things? Yeah. And that's how we, I got started. So. Um, had many great, great hounds that I truly loved, but uh, and I lost a, a dear one back in the back in the spring. It was very hard when I lost her, and uh, but Rocky has always, you know, been very special. I got him from my best friend Whitney Kilo. She raised his litter. I got him when he was eight weeks old, and uh, started showing him when he was seven months. He won uh, breed at Autumn Oaks, which is our biggest coonhound show of the year. And um, it's, he's just kind of been there ever since. Yeah. Um, I've been very fortunate with him, done a lot of things with him, and he's just, it's been really great. Um, I show, I have my AKC and AKC judging license, and so um, Rocky and I both retired from showing. Um, that actually happened after Westminster last year, and so when that happened, we, uh, I, I retired as well as we did from it. So you uh, basically kind of taught yourself how to train uh, dogs and that type of stuff? I did, yeah. I did. Um, I had a lot of great people um, involved over the years in uh, helping train me, mm -hmm. showing me things, different things, way to, you know, because every dog is different. Nothing yeah. is the same. Um, every dog does different things. And so I've had several very influential older well-established showing people that have helped me out throughout the years. What would you say would be like the most difficult thing uh, during the process? If there is one. Training young puppies. Yeah. <laughs> young puppies can be a challenge. They really can. They, um, they have their moments where they do great and then they have their moments when they don't. Yeah. Um, and they can really make you question why you do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But um, but that's what the challenge is what's fun, yeah. you know, because when you do that, this is what you end yeah. up with. From your experience, what's like the adequate age to start training them? We start training our puppies at eight weeks. Okay. So um, just like as soon as they're, they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, actually we start doing pictures about four weeks when they're barely able to really mm -hmm. stand up. And that's always, that's challenging, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. Um, but when we do the, uh, you know, from about eight weeks, we just start practicing where they learn to stand, be patient on the bench, things like that. Um, and then we just continue that yeah. and you have to practice a lot, mm -hmm. you know, you really do. Uh, so I met you at this, uh, youth event. I what, what, it was, it was, it was Arkansas State yeah. Youth. It was an event there yeah. and, uh, they asked me to do a bench yeah. seminar for the youth as well as judge the show. Okay, so I think that's honestly the first one that I've been to where it was like 
they had like a, you know different setups like throughout the day. You know, mm-hmm. I think they had like a, a the squalor competition at the beginning yes. and then yes. like the tree competition mm-hmm. and all of that. Prior to that, I had just been on like a few hunts with people from here uh, in Arkansas. Uh, but I noticed that there was like a lot of youth there. Um, is that like something that has always been there, like the youth, or is yes. that diminishing? Or Actually, that yeah. was a really great turnout. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you never know whether it's just a regular hunt or whether it's a youth hunt, what kind of out, you know, outpouring you're going to have in attendance. But that was really great to see, you know, all the kids there, especially participating in all the events, not just one. Yeah. And that's a great thing, um, you know, coon hunting. It is a dying sport. Yeah, and I actually didn't know about it until I started working with Nightlight mm-hmm. uh, when they brought me in as a photographer, and I've kind of had the opportunity to go with a few people mm-hmm. uh, on these types of hunts. Um, but do you, do you know like a little bit about the history of it? And you know, coon hunting? Yeah, coon hunting has been around a long yeah. time. Most of the breeds come from the um, English dog, mm-hmm. um, and it actually is the English uh, that came from. Um, if I remember right, from over in England, um, that's where most of them. Now the plots don't, you know, they they definitely don't come from that. But plots tend to come from bigger game hounds, yeah. bear, cougar, things like that. Um, all the coon hunting, I mean, it's gone back for generations, years and years yeah. of of coon hunting. Um, the showing that really, you know. It was a big thing back when I started. It was mostly a man thing. Um, there wasn't a ton of ladies that were showing yet, so it's been really awesome to see the ladies really get in there. Yeah, there was a lot of, during that event, and I was, I was surprised that there was quite I, a few. Yeah, 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 it really was. When I got started, there was, you didn't see a whole bunch. I mean, the wives were there and uh, supporting their husbands, but uh, you know, it was it was kind of hard to get started because you know you're kind of out of your element there, but uh, but. Hunting has been around for ages. I, I feel like it's more of like a sport now. Is that, mm-hmm. is that is that correct? Like I don't really see the, the, the few that I've been. It's kind of like I don't even know the process to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> I went with the few and they were like, uh, so we'll just treat them and that counts as a certain point. And then like at the end they like tally up all the stuff. And yeah. And so they the get points for strike okay. when they first you know bark mm-hmm. on the track. They also get points for the tree. Um, whoever trees first gets the higher of the points and by, you know, and it, it tabulates down from there. Um, they have water races also. So that's been around for, gosh, we don't have a lot of water races in Arkansas. You have to have yeah. a specialized type of pond for it. Water races. Is that, can you, can you explain that a little okay, bit? Okay. So yeah. water races, they have a, it's like a chute set up. Mm-hmm. It's got little boxes in it. And what they do is they show the, they have a coon in a cage. Typically, it's on little rafts, so it'll go across. And uh, what they do is they let the dogs bark at the coon for a minute, and then they put them in these chutes, kind of like if you were at a greyhound track, similar. And uh, the dogs, of course, are going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, they open the chute. The dogs will bail off the pad into the water, and they swim across this pond until they get over to, um, they'll have a pole or a tree where the cable is attached to. And the dogs, there's always a cable across where they come out. The first one to cross that line is gets a line point, and then the first one to run out of the water and actually tree gets the tree points. 
it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's so much fun to be part of. So um, I wish we had yeah. more in the area for mm -hmm. us to do, but we, we just don't in our area. So, yeah. Yeah, my first, uh, the first time I went hunting was in Sheridan uh, with, uh, you probably know them, uh, Jared and David. Yep. Yeah, so it was really cold that day. Uh, we ended up going like to Leola or something, and it was like knee deep water. Uh, they took me there. I had my Doc Martens on. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I wasn't prepared for it at all. Yeah. Uh, this next go around, you know, I went to, to Nightlight and I was like, hey, you guys got to give me some gear because I should have my I need waiters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so now I've, I've, I've started to learn a little, as you know, as I've been, as I've been here, um, probably for about a year and a half now, I've been shooting for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been quite a, a learning experience. It is. Um, it does seem like a very, well, for me at least, a difficult uh, sport to get into, you know, because you have to get into like uh, the training of the dogs mm -hmm. and then you know, participating in these events, uh, going through like the cold weather because a lot of the times uh, these hunts happen in the, like the winter time, right? They do. Yeah. Actually, it's nicer to hunt in the winter time yeah. uh, for the weather. It's it's hard on the dogs for it to mm -hmm. be so hot. Um, in our area, we do have to deal with a lot of snakes, yeah. so it, the winter is a lot nicer <laughs> between the mosquitoes and snakes. Yeah. Um, and also when it's winter and the leaves are off the trees it's easier to see the coon yeah. so we do prefer but yeah you do have to have the right hunting gear yeah. um, between, <laughs> between sure. the water in this area and you know briars things like that you really do you've got to gotta have the right gear but but it's a blast you know it really is it's i love to watch the dogs work it's hard to do that in the in the you know in the dark but you get to the tree and the dogs are barking and, you know, you've got the coon up there. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have noticed a lot is, you know, the pride that, you know, the owners have to the specific breed that they, that they yes. own. Um, almost like a who's better, you know, type deal. Um, so we, we have Rocky who is um, blue tick. Blue tick, blue yes. tick. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about a blue tick and how they, is there any, like, difference between, like, like major differences between a blue tick and let's say just I would say one, like a walker or something really there's not a whole lot of difference mm -hmm. obviously the color yeah. um you know and there are some blue ticks that are very light um some blue ticks are confused with the english breed um, because english does have blue english yeah. so sometimes we'll get that confusion in between um but really hound wise they're all about the same yeah. personality wise they all have the same kind of standard mm -hmm. um you know, one I would have to point out, plots are definitely a different breed. Um, they are very headstrong. <laughs> I have had several of them that I uh, trained for other another gentleman that lives in Oklahoma. And uh, I've always said plots, you love them or hate them, because yeah. they are a very strong-willed animal. Yeah. Um, you know, most hounds are a very people-pleasing dog. They're, they love their owners. Um, they they want to please their owners. Yeah. Um, plots are very hard-headed. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> plots want to do what plots want to do. Yeah. But uh, but really, all the breeds pretty, you know, are are they're just loving animals. I think a lot of people get the impression about um, coon hounds that they're loud, that they bark all the time, um, and that overall they're just not a good family pet. Yeah. That is so far from the truth. Hounds are amazing family pets. They do bark. You know, but they're no different than any other dog. Yeah. Um, and family-wise, they love kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they 
Rocky spends, we have a, a younger granddaughter, she's five, and she loves to come over, and she'll put his little lead on. Yeah. He'll be out, and he'll just walk with her. He doesn't pull. Um, but just that, that attention to the children, yeah. I've always seen that in every hound. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just think that's the biggest misconception with them is that they're going to be loud and they can't be great yeah. family dogs. Kind of just has to be like an outside dog all the time. No, no, no I know a lot yeah. of people that have hounds. Yeah. Um, the one that, you know, Laura Bell that passed away, she mm -hmm. was a walker. Um, she passed away the last spring and she, she was an indoor dog her mm -hmm. entire life. So, yeah, they make great dogs, yeah. overall dogs. Yeah. To someone starting off uh, in the sport, I don't know if it can be challenging or sometimes frustrating if, you know, you can't get your dog to do what, what you want them to do. Is there, like, a, a piece of advice that you could give, you know, someone starting off or like maybe, like, someone younger starting off sure. in the sport? Um, you know, patience. Uh, every dog has a personality. You have to learn that personality, and you have to learn how to work with that personality. Um some are easygoing and train super easy, some are not. But I think when you have an all range of dogs throughout your lifetime, it really gives you that opportunity to learn more as yourself and gives you that opportunity to just be well-rounded. If you had the same kind of dog to always train, it would, it would, be, it would be fun, but you wouldn't really learn anything. So, you know, a challenging dog is a great thing. You just have to be patient. And, you know, just work and you have to put the time in. Yeah. A lot of people will, you know, and, and younger people will get frustrated with that dog. And then they're like, well, this, you know, give the dog time yeah. to grow up. Give the dog time, you know, for you two to work together. Mm -hmm. And then one day it'll click. Yeah. And those moments when it clicks are great because mm -hmm. that's when you step back and go, okay, he really was learning this yeah. entire time. Yeah, I think so. a lot of people don't see results in like the first two or three weeks and they're like yes what's going on and, and especially yeah. with puppies people mm -hmm. will get so frustrated and i'm like you know they don't know yeah um it's easy to take a dog like rocky who's just been you know going like this for since he was seven months old mm -hmm. and just go well i want that well we all want that but yeah. that takes time that takes work and you know determination so um you know the best thing i can say to you to younger people getting started is just be patient you know, you're all you're never gonna have that world beater right off the bat, and that goes whether you're hunting or whether you're showing or any of the you know the like training contests or swim races. They're not gonna be perfect the first time out. Yeah. So just learn your dog, be patient, and it'll it'll all come together. Yeah. It fits like a puzzle once it finally does, and then you're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I noticed that uh, a lot, especially like during uh, I guess the show part of the competition that uh, we were at. Uh, ago um and you were kind of like coaching kids on what to do and all that stuff um is that something that you uh, are planning to do moving forward like judging and stuff and just yeah. helping out the youth yeah. yeah i'm gonna do um quite a bit of judging mm -hmm. you know obviously they have to ask you know if they'd like me to and i have had several offers and that's great because yeah. i definitely i love doing the youth shows mm -hmm. you know giving that opportunity and Every judge is different. I do like to be more hands-on with the youth when I'm yeah. judging. Um, helping them, you know, let's move our feet back a little bit further or, you know, here, and I'll help show them. Yeah. You know, youth, number one, they're in a disadvantage because they're smaller mm -hmm. and dogs are big. Yeah. Um, and we saw that yeah, at the some show. Yeah, struggling to get them up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some dogs were really big at yeah. that show. But they, um, you know, if you give them just a little bit, little bitty ideas and mm -hmm. techniques and you see them 
use them yeah. late, you know, as the show goes on. Um, that's just those moments you, you know, you're teaching that yeah. youth. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're judging, uh, what are the things you're looking for? Like in the dog or like, uh, I guess the owner as well. Um, well, when you're judging a youth show, you do look at, you know, the handler. Mm -hmm. You want to see how they're re or, uh, working with their dog. Yeah. Um, you know, when I do bigger shows, I, I'm big on movement. Yeah. As a good handler, we every dog has its faults. Mm -hmm. Nothing is perfect. There's no human, perf human that's perfect. There's no dog that's perfect. Yeah. Um, handlers learn that there are ways to, to hide those faults, mm -hmm. you know, different things. When a dog's moving on the ground, you can't hide that. Yeah. So you want to look at the stride. You want to look at the structure of the dog when it's moving, when it when we gate them up and we gate them back. That gives us a nice front and back view of them and how they move. And then a side view gives us the idea of their reach and their stretch. Yeah. Um, and gives a nice um, overall dog. When we get them on the bench, because it is a bench show, yeah. so that's what we're judging for. When we get them on that bench, we want to see the angles. We want to see their top line. We like to look at their headpiece and just see how the overall dog, you know, how yeah. it is put together. We always look at their bite to make sure it is within standard. Um, ear length is a big thing. Um, they like to say a pleading expression, yeah. and most hounds have that. They're just a loving animal. Yeah. Um, again, we look at feet. We look at the overall pop line, rear angles. We always make sure whether, you know, a male is fully intact the way he's supposed to be. Um, and, and just that overall dog, I never judge, and, and as a judge, we should never judge each dog against each other. Yeah. You judge the dog against the breed standards. That's mm -hmm. what's the most important. And you pick the dog that better meets the standard. Um, and I know for you know folks watching, a lot of people think that that's what we're doing is going, well, this dog's better than this dog, yeah. but we're not. We're looking at the overall dog based on the standard. And that's what, that's what you should strive to do as, as, a, you know, as a judge. All right, well, is there anything else you would like to tell us, uh, you know, to kind of wrap this thing up? Uh, oh, oh. Well, Rocky's yeah, hey. But, um, you know, really just for everybody, have fun. Yeah. Have a good time. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, yeah. Learn from your dog. Um, because I always say, someone will call and they'll say, well, my dog's doing this. How can I fix it? You know, yeah. he keeps doing it. And I'm like, well, your dog has you trained really well. <laughs> um, just remember that you got to work with your dog. Yeah. Dog, Enjoy what you're doing and have fun. <laughs> if it's not fun anymore, why are yeah. you doing it? So enjoy what, whichever sport you decide yeah. to be part of. Just have fun doing it. And learn, I always say, learn to lose gracefully. You're going to yeah. lose way more than you'll ever win. And it's important to lose gracefully. And yeah. always, you know. I, I Congratulate your competitors. Yeah, I noticed a little bit of like that uh, competitiveness at the, at the at the show. Oh yeah, everybody was like, trying to, oh yeah, and I always it. like to stress that to mm -hmm. you. You know, shake your person, even if you win. Yeah, shake your competitor's hand. Mm -hmm. You know, they're walking out of there without that win, and, yeah. and everybody wants their dog to win. Exactly. But it's important to to lose gracefully mm -hmm. and remember, you know, stay humble and just have a great time. All right. Well, that wraps everything up. Thanks for your time. And, uh, oh, thank you. I thank Rocky as well for everything. All right. All thank right. you. Thanks.